Dustin Five Star here reminding you that nobody talks wrestling on the radio like we do during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Sports 56. Don't believe me? Ask wrestling legend Jim Cornette. You know, I appreciate the job you guys do as well here on Cerrito Live and keeping Memphis wrestling. Memphis, I think it's it's been proven time and time again, and especially with the, the level of interest and respect that it still has today amongst fans all over the world. Memphis was the capital of professional wrestling. I was proud to be a part of it. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-ops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making their way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome Kevin Cerrito and his tag team partner, Dustin Five Star. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome into the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. I am Kevin Cerrito, of course, the pro wrestling writer for the Memphis Flyer. And we're about to be joined by Dustin Five Star here momentarily. But let me tell you what's on the card today. A little bit later on, you will hear our interview with Samoa Joe. We got to catch up with Samoa Joe, WWE Superstar. Samoa Joe right before SmackDown Live in Memphis this past Tuesday, and you'll get to hear that interview a little bit later on. We'll also be joined by Andrew Goldstein, former WWE creative team member, who will join us to preview the Money in the Bank pay-per-view tomorrow, which does involve Ronda Rousey wrestling for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, uh, as well as, of course, the traditional ladder matches, the multi-person ladder matches battling for uh, a briefcase hanging high above. The arena. But joining me now is my tag team partner, your Grizzlies MC, your Redbirds MC, and Dana White's least favorite person. His name is Dustin Starr. He joins us now. What's up, Five Star? Oh, yeah. Kevin, I don't think I've even been asleep yet, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm sitting here sipping coffee, listening to Cerrito Live at 11 o'clock, just like the old school Memphis Wrestling time slot. Man, last night was something else, Kevin. I was there. Woo! I was yeah. there. You were. You were there. You were a part of it. I was there. You were there. Mister Belding was there. Mister Belding was there. Man, that's like the um, the big surprise for me because I didn't even know he was going to be there. And then after the match, he came down into the to the locker room. I guess is what we could call it. And I finally got to meet him. And um, I told him I was a big fan of his. And he said, "Man, after tonight, I'm a big fan of yours too." So. I was like fanboying because 
Mr. Belding was there. <laughs> All right, so coming up, we're gonna we're gonna recap SmackDown Live, which was here on Tuesday, uh, here in Memphis, because we want to talk about that, and we had a great pre party at Kooky Canuck. But yeah. let, we got to talk about the news of the moment, which was last night. We uh, had had talked about it. I talked about it leading up to it, uh, but the ring was set up in the middle of Beale Street, and it ended up being where you teamed with one MMA fighter to go against Derek King, against another MMA fighter, uh, legendary Memphis wrestling uh, referee Jerry Calhoun was the referee. Jerry Lawler was outside as an enforcer. Maria was in your corner. Dana White oh, was in the other yeah. corner. Lawler was an enforcer, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he didn't have anything to do with the outcome of me getting robbed out of that match in front of all of my people and the five-star squad. <sighs> Again, the King strikes, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if all the people were your people, but I mean, there was definitely oh, some. Fi- the five star squad was there. I saw also lots of fives in the sky, <laughs> but uh, you're also getting a lot of booze. Sometimes the fans they don't agree with your tactics. That's okay. That's okay, man. Even my boy Rocky the Redbird was out there on field <laughs> doing the five star strut during my entrance song. It was super cool, man. The day was actually set up earlier when we went to the UFC gym in Cordova. If you, you guys haven't been there. Kevin, I know you're not going, but any of the listeners that hit the gym or whatever, it was a very, very nice place. Everybody was super cool. We got a chance to meet Dana White. We watched uh, Dean Thomas, who ended up being my partner. Uh, we watched him and Matt Sarah work out. Those dudes did not get along at all. And we thought me and Derek had problems. <laughs> Those guys apparently fought here a while back, and um, Dean beat Matt. So I'm glad that I ended up with Dean on my team to wrestle against Derek and Matt in the match. And I told you, I warned Dana White that if he stuck his nose into that match, if he stepped foot in that ring, then he was going to slap City. And Kevin, it almost happened if it wasn't for that dang Jerry Lawler. Oh, Lawler did get involved yeah, in that match. But I've been to that UFC gym before, Dustin. I have. I've, oh, I've, yeah, cool. I've parked in front of it before I went to Huey's <laughs> out there. <laughs> right. In Cordova. Um, <laughs> parked in front of it. Uh, okay. So yeah. So Lawler gets involved. There's pictures out there. There's, there's footage out there. Folks can go back and, and it will obviously be on Dana White's show, uh, yeah. whenever it, it, it drops this episode, but, uh, a very cool night of free, free wrestling. If you missed it last night, though, shame on you. I mean, my goodness, it was, it was cool. It was star studded, uh, no pun intended, uh, down there <laughs> at, uh, well, actually right now you can go to the five star fan cam on YouTube. Of course, five-star, he was in the front row, got some up-close and personal footage of that match inside the ring and outside the ring. Joe Murphy, who's the NBA and, and Grizzlies photographer, he was there, took some fantastic pictures. Of course, Dreadhead Cab, he's a member of the five-star squad, he was there. But, man, Katie showed up with these five-star signs, and, you know, they're on the big Maria Star bandwagon. So, <laughs> shout out to the five-star squad, man. They showed up strong, and thanks, thanks to Memphis. All the wrestling fans came out and filled the streets for this big match on Beale Street. Man, it was really, really cool. And and also thanks to Grand City Media because they posted a lot of videos and stuff that got uh, picked up on MMA News and different wrestling websites. And one of my favorites, Kevin, I know you saw this, is Dave Meltzer tweeted about it. Did I, didn't, that? I, I didn't see Meltzer's tweet. Was it last he, night? Yeah, it was last night. So he people were tweeting him about uh, the event that happened and Dana being involved in the wrestling match. And he simply tweeted out, the guy could main event WrestleMania 
but he would rather do the indies in Memphis. And that shows you that's a big, big testament to how big Memphis wrestling still is and the nostalgia that you have with Memphis wrestling. Duke had headline WrestleMania, and he was here in Memphis um, inside the squared circle on Beale Street. Well, I gotta, it was super cool. I got to go back and find that that tweet and then tweet at Dave on whether or not that match was a work or a shoot. I couldn't tell. <laughs> okay. Were you guys really not getting along? What was happening? Out well, there? Oh. Hey, standing across from Matt Sarah was like a, it was super cool. Cause I'm a fan of Matt Sarah, but I wanted to show Matt that I could go too. let me tell you, man, once he got me done on that mat, he could have probably done almost anything with me. Kevin, he, the guy on the mat is unbelievable. So I had to get out of there pretty quick and tag in Dean. I, I, I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to mess with Matt Sarah's black belt jujitsu or whatever he has. <laughs> no, we uh, the highlight. The highlight to me of the entire um, match uh, that went down, which lasted lots longer than I thought it would. By the way, uh, I, I figured once you had uh, these MMA guys in here, I didn't think it would go that long. But uh, the end of the match when Maria jumps on Dana White's back, so she right. did not, she did not get to take <laughs> Dana White to Slap City, but she did. After the match uh, concluded, jumped on the back of UFC president Dana White and was eventually uh, removed from his back. But uh, afterwards, Dana like walks up to the crowd and and like uh, is acting like, man, that, that Marie is crazy. Like, he's yeah, gonna... right. Well, so, we tried to warn him. We were letting him know. We tried to warn him that that would happen if he if he got in the ring. And sure enough, he did. And and let me clarify: the only way that I lost that match. The only way I could have lost that match is not one guy, not two guys, but all three guys, Derek, Matt, and Dana, all pinned me at the same time, and referee Jerry Calhoun counted the three. How fair is that, Kevin? Yeah, Calhoun might need to retire now, because that just didn't seem like... Come on. Like, he's a professional. He's been doing this. He, he refereed the Andy Kaufman matches in the early right. 80s, like, before we were born. And now he thinks you can pin somebody when somebody's on top of somebody of else. Like, that's not supposed to be in the ring. Like, if you're in their corner, you can't come in and assist. Like, if you knew that, I'm sure Maria would have come in and helped earlier, right? Right. She would have. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that. All right, let's let's move on to earlier in the week, just a, a block away from where the match took place last night. SmackDown Live was in Memphis. WWE uh, returning the blue brand in the building of Bill Street Blue. And, of course, the big the big part of the night was Daniel Bryan's return to me, yeah, right? Yeah, it was awesome. We knew yeah. it was going to be going in. He ended up wrestling twice. Yeah, double duty, like, which is bonkers to me that the— I'm guilty, Kevin. What? I'm guilty. I only saw oh, him wrestle are. once. <laughs> what did I? What is the one rule? I, there's one rule. I know. There's one rule if you're going to go to a WWE taping. And there's one rule. I know. If— the Miz is in the dark match. You stay for the dark match. That's the one rule. That's the one I know, rule. and I'm I'm a big Miz fan too. But uh, I mean, the the, the Kooky Canuck pre party was awesome, man. Could not have expected a better crowd. Everybody showed up for that. We walked over to the forum for SmackDown. I I thought it was I thought it was great. And then Daniel Bryan versus Sheldon Benjamin. And later, I got a text from Derek King of him and Sheldon Benjamin. And you know, um, you mentioned just a block down the street, man. Me and Grizz were out there hanging out with the Luchadors. Did you see this on WWE social media? Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was cool. You did get involved really in cool. the action. Tell people about what happened there. What? You well, were... I mean, Lucha House Party. They're a part of Two Hundred Five Live, and they were uh, shooting some hoops out on the court, the practice court at uh, FedEx Forum. And man, they needed an extra person to come out and party. And who better with the Lucha House Party 
Then Lucha Grizz. So I introduced them to Lucha Grizz, and they welcomed him with open arms. He had the Grind City Wrestling Heavyweight uh, Grizzly Weight Championship belt with him. Uh, they posted it on their Instagram. There's a cool little video on Twitter as well. Just, just a lot of fun. And, and also uh, walking through the backstage area and running into, you know, the local talent that was there. Um, I, I saw several guys from Memphis that were back there getting their tryouts and getting their opportunities. Uh, we saw Big Cass, uh, Miz backstage. You got a chance to catch up with uh, Byron Saxton, who you, he and I were good friends back in my developmental days. It was really good to catch up. But being back, man, it was it was it was really nice, man. Well, you you spoke, and I know people really want to know our thoughts about what happened on the show. So we're going to get into the show here in a second, but uh, we do have to give a special thanks to Kooky Canuck and everybody oh, yeah. who came out uh, to our pre-party uh, just uh, right before the show because, my goodness, it was an unbelievable crowd out there, and it was great seeing everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We And Kooky Canuck wants us back. So the next time there's a big wrestling event, we're going to let you know about it, and we're going to set up shop at Kooky Canuck, man. Gave away that Jerry, shout out to them. Jerry Lawler crown. They had great drink specials, and we had that entire about half the restaurant was um, all all listeners of the show. So we uh, appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with us. It's always fun, and that's a different element, right? To be able to hang out with everybody uh, that, that that you know, wrestling fans from throughout the mid south, the Sarita Live Universe, and the Five Star Squad on, on totally. in, in full force. Uh, at Kooky Canuck. So big shout out to them. Go see them. Kooky Canuck right there on 2nd Street. Always walking distance uh, to events downtown. So, all right, let's go. SmackDown. So the first, so on Tuesday, they are, they announced these matches slowly starting Monday night into Tuesday, the actual matches that we got. What was your favorite match of the night? I mean, I always like to see Joe, even even just his entrance, because that's Maria's favorite entrance. We we have Joe on the show. He'll be on later. I always like seeing Joe. But I I, I thought the uh, Sheldon Benjamin Daniel Bryan match to me. What do you what do you think as far as match of the night? Sheldon Sheldon Benjamin Daniel Bryan was was great. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that was the the last one of the matches announced was the Rusev versus Joe. I was not expecting that one. And yeah. there was an extra element. If you listen to our interview later, I won't spoil it for those who have not heard our interview with Samoa Joe. You're right. But yeah, <laughs> but we do ask Samoa Joe about Rusev's um, apparent robbery that happened. He got burglarized at the uh, hotel. He got something stuff stolen from his hotel room in Memphis, and we asked Joe about it. So there's this kind of like this extra element of storyline that got yeah. built up from our from our interview. And it's two super heavyweights going after each other, right? Uh, oh, yeah. It was. I I thought that was was uh, was cool to see. I really enjoyed the the actual women's uh, tag. All the matches were good, really. To be honest, yeah. like the women's tag match was great. It's something I probably would have fast forward through if I was watching at home, but in person, it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, it was fun. So I can see why they kind of do that almost every week, right? That there's some type of uh, multi person tag match. But uh, you didn't stay. The dark match is always the best, man. It was mostly a promo battle between Daniel Bryan talking about how much he loves Memphis, how he lived in Memphis, and, and, and the Miz uh, going all Andy Kaufman and. And now you have that extra layer of their feud that's been going on for a couple of years. And the match itself, very short. But the Man, uh, I, I did stick around to see the Lucha House Party wrestle on 205 Live. And then, and then we got out of there. And that wasn't just a my decision. That was, a, a you know, Brady, he's 10. I, I asked him as well. We don't just say, hey, come on, let's go. You ready? It's just kind of one of those things. We all make a decision. And, and I think we... Uh, I mean, we got down to Kooky at about 4.30, and so by the time 205 Live came on, what time was it? Well, I mean, it was 205 Live was Had after be, 9, yeah. So Yeah, 9.15 or so. So it was, it was a long day for us. So, yeah, I do hate that I missed it, but Kevin, my gosh, 
I, I didn't expect to go to WrestleMania. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, you know what you're getting into when you go to these SmackDowns. You yeah, know there's going to be a tough, which I kind of like, and I, I did it. I followed our own instructions of uh, uh, waiting till SmackDown was over before I went to the bathroom. So towards the end of that SmackDown, I was uh, rushing <laughs> to the bathroom uh, while the beginning of 205 Live uh, happened. But, of course, I watched the ring transition. I always like the watching yeah. them switch over that stuff. But It's just cool how fast they do it. It's so fast. Sinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy, also a great match. I think all the wrestling we got to see was yeah. really good, and that's just a testament to SmackDown right now. They, and, of course, the WWE roster, those, the matches were good. They, of course, just a couple of hours before the show announced that Jerry Lawler would be there. The King uh, was there to interview uh, AJ Styles, and it was a very short interview. I think the King asked two questions. Get it? You got yeah, the- I mean, it might have been even been, been one question. I mean, it was very, very short. I was excited when they announced King would be there because it's always good for wrestling, especially Memphis wrestling, when the King is a part of the WWE when they're here in town. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't as long or what we probably would have liked to have seen King yeah. do. But, hey, man, it was good to have him on the, on the show. I thought when they announced it, it was for sure the King was going to get hit below the belt, right? Right. And his, <laughs> you told his- him to wear his cup. <laughs> Royal Jewel is going to get hit. I thought it was what was going to happen because he's interviewing AJ Styles, and that has been the theme of that feud. But nothing happened, so it was kind of disappointing in a way. Not saying I wanted the King to get hit in his Royal Jewels, but like I thought that that was where where we were going to go with that. And why? Okay, so they bring the King and they wait to announce it very last minute. Don't you think they should have announced it a week in advance? So. Th- Maybe that he could put some more butts in seats because whether you like the king or not, Dustin, he still sells tickets in Memphis. And if they would have announced it a little bit further in advance, they would have sold a couple extra tickets. People would have come to see the king. They just would have. Yeah, I mean, he is crooked, backstabbing. <laughs> you know, um, I can keep going on and on about how I can describe Jerry Lawler. But, yeah, you're right. And and maybe they added him to the show later just to do that and to sell a couple of extra tickets because I agree, man. The king is a draw in Memphis. Uh, proof was in the pudding last night, uh, yeah. bar and grill on Beale Street. So, and, um, and well, here's my here's here's something I was also wondering: like, why not do the King's Court? Why not do the King's Court? So, like, if you're going to have Lawler do an interview segment, just like last time when he got beat up by Dolph Ziggler, remember? Right. Yeah. It was the King's Court. Just go all out, go all in, and just do the King's Court. Set up the stage over there. It used to be set up at the very early days of the King's Court. It was set up up on. The, on uh, by the stage in that Oakland position. So anyway, I just think it was a last minute ad is my guess to yeah. answer all of these. I think that interview was originally going to be Renee Young, like Renee Young interviewed Big Cass the week before on SmackDown, and yeah. they just a last minute decision to bring in the King, so they don't have the set for the King's court ready to go. They don't have um, they didn't. And that's why they didn't promote it in advance. But it was good to see the King. I want them. To, I want him to be involved in every Memphis related show. It only, it only makes sense because um, I mean he's. He lives here, and he also owns a place, which is just a block away. <laughs> That's a good point, and I, and I know that WWE really like – you hear a lot of bad stories about WWE, but, man, they really do take care of their guys. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if that played a, a key factor into having him on the show. Not only to sell more tickets, but they know he has a business right across the street on Beale Street. It would help him out. They take care of the people that take care of them, and they have a long um, partnership, as you know. So um, – yeah, it's always good to have the King um, on WWE, especially in Memphis. A uh, dark match would have been cool, man. 
Oh, have the king, but the king's not going to wrestle, right? You're the know, one who always, know, you always, saying, you always tell me it's not going to happen. I know. What about the ref or something like that? I'm just that is a good, that is there. a good idea because that was also a cool twist for the show that we got to see the Miz as a special guest referee. Um, that was a cool element uh, of the SmackDown. I thought we had a great SmackDown. I'm going to remember this SmackDown. Of course, we both struggling to remember what the main event was in January at Monday Night Raw. We cannot remember what the main event of that show was. Um, but uh, this one, I think we will remember exactly what happened here. We'll, we'll, we'll see, obviously, as, as time goes on and WWE returns uh, whenever they do. But I do, I like that's a good idea. The King could be an enforcer for the dark match um, because they're not going to let him actually compete. So last thing on SmackDown Live. Um, did you have you or you guys? I don't know. You got a show tonight, right? Don't you have to go wrestle? Yeah. Where are you wrestling? Yeah, we're going to uh, Paragould, Arkansas tonight. Derek King will be there, of course, and Brandon Baxter. I've made a five star challenge to Brandon Baxter. A little funny little thing about Paragould is that was the very first town I ever wrestled in. My first match happened in Paragould, but I have not been back with Maria as the power couple. So tonight, first time ever, the power couple will be in Paragould, Arkansas. But, but also, Kevin, earlier this week, right after SmackDown Live, the big announcement finally happened. July 6th, Memphis Redbirds, they're uh, paying uh, tribute to the legends of Memphis wrestling on July 6th, Friday. Did you see that? I did see that. I saw the, gra- the graphic is out. They were handing them out last night on Beale Street. Uh, can't wait for us as we get closer to that to preview and, and uh, attend that event. July 4th weekend, as uh, it was posted on at the memphisflyer.com but now some dates or some of the actual um, talent has been announced the talent is yeah. the date was out there the talent is now released it includes you uh Derek king coco beware of course the Birdman bird uh, at the red birds and uh jerry the king lawler so that will be cool but i was i was asking about tonight because i was wondering if you were just gonna if you were going to be wrestling or if you would be attending the the memphis county fair uh, to ride the crazy clown coaster what did you not see? Did you pay attention? What are did you, you talking about? Did you pay, not pay attention to Big Cast promo he cut yeah, oh on SmackDown Live? He he said he was at the Memphis County Fair. What? Like, yeah, we all looked at each other. Now, just a little insight: if you were inside FedEx Forum, everybody's looking at each other like, "What is he talking about? What was he talking about?" He was saying he went to the Memphis <laughs> County Fair. So Big Cast is spreading all this fake news. Now, people across fake the news. WWE universe think that there's a memphis county fair because if there was a memphis county fair there would be wrestling matches there i'm oh, sure yeah, for sure but yeah. uh and that there was a brand new roller coaster the crazy clown coaster so i want i've got to go check this oh, out oh gosh yeah that uh, we were just all kind of wondering what in the world <laughs> was going on during that promo because we've never heard of a memphis county fair at least man i don't even know what else you do with that but just do something else man don't make that up and you literally have how many thousand people in there? 15,000 people, 12,000 people, whatever it was, that are yeah. all looking at each other going, what are you talking about? That didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, come on now. So there's, stop. Don't treat us like, like we're stupid. The hometown right. crowd didn't know. Uh, I mean, the home crowd knew, obviously, but everybody else is like, okay, maybe there wasn't really a map, but maybe he really was there. Let me look up the photos. Why isn't it? Mm. Let's see. But uh, that was definitely a work. There was not a Memphis County Fair. Uh, and there's no crazy clown coaster that I know of that, <laughs> right. I, that I know of yet. All right, Dustin, before I let you go, we're going to do real fast. We're going to do the biggest story in the history of our sport. In the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history. The two biggest superstars in our sport in the biggest event this sport has ever seen. 
biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest story in the history of our great sport. All right. Thank you, Tony Schiavone. Of course, every week we talk about what the biggest story in, in the world of professional wrestling was uh, over the past seven days. Sometimes it's the biggest story in the history of our sport. Now, originally we were going to talk about CM Punk. He lost. He got embarrassed again the other night. Oh, man, it was bad. If you didn't see it, whatever you read about it, it's absolutely true. He was tired. He couldn't defend himself. I'm surprised he didn't get knocked out. It was just, it was bad. <laughs> well, well, but... um. Okay, so that's what we were going to talk about. Did you ask Dana White? I told you to ask Dana White about the future of CM Punk. Well, I did mention um, our boy CM Punk from the wrestling world, and he kind of laughed it off. And, and later I read a quote where Dana says that he that CM Punk just needs to hang it up. He's 39 years old. He gave him two shots, and he mm-hmm. just needs to quit. So they're not being too kind to CM Punk. I don't think he's getting a third chance with UFC. I'll, I'll be honest. Last night on Beale Street, I tried to start a CM Punk chant. Oh, come on, Kevin. <laughs> it didn't work. You bring a beach ball, too? I mean, come on. But uh, so that was, we were going to talk, CM Punk, that was going to be the biggest story, but I don't know if you saw this, the news this morning. So WWE announcing news this morning that we're getting another Greatest Royal Rumble or something very similar to that. So the, a WWE Super Showdown is coming to Australia. Have you seen this? At the I saw Mel- it this morning. The Melbourne Cricket Ground, the MCG is what they call it, coming in October. It's going to be a network special live from Australia, uh, featuring WWE superstars and legends, including The Undertaker versus Triple H in their first match since nice. WrestleMania 28. And their last match is also what they're hyping at. The last time ever Triple H were wrestled The Undertaker. So we are, okay. you're getting your wish and getting another uh, big network special from overseas. So that's happening in October. So apparently the Greatest Royal Rumble is working and they're continuing to get uh, people to give them lots of money to travel and, and do these big shows with big names. Good for WWE, good for the WWE Network. I can't wait to see it. I love the network specials. Um, I know sometimes we put them in a higher, you know, um, we're really hard on them, or you're really hard on them, like the Greatest Royal Rumble, whatever. But I do like the network specials, and um, I, I hope they keep coming. Well, yeah, we, we know a little bit more what to expect here going in uh, to this one. And, of course, and, we'll and talk- also, I would enjoy a Triple H versus Undertaker final showdown. You know, some people would say, you know, um, things about their age and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, 10 years down the road, we're going to wish that we had seen this match. Hey, you, know? uh, you, you might. Yeah, true. I mean, Undertaker's in better health than he has been in years, and Triple H is wrestling his best matches in this point in his career. That looks, is true. He looks great, too, man. Triple H looks awesome. All right, Dustin. Imagine him running the WWE and still being in tip-top shape and wrestling. That's hard to do, man. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right, I gotta let you go. We uh, I've got Samoa Joe. Our interview with Samoa Joe is still to come, and uh, we're going to talk to Andrew Goldstein uh, up next about money in the bank. Ronda Rousey is she going to be the women's champion this time next week? I have been hearing a lot of rumblings. You got to ask Goldstein about this. That Ronda wins the title, but Natalia wins the briefcase, and Natalia immediately cashes in on her best friend Ronda. That's what it looks like they're doing. It looks like it's too obvious to do that at this point. If everybody's saying it's going to happen. So you got to ask Goldstein about that. Um, but that's a possibility. She could win it and lose it in the same night. How crazy would that be? So who you got winning the men's match? Who's in it? <laughs> <laughs> Eight different superstars. Four from Raw, four from SmackDown. Um, the favorites seem to be uh, Kevin Owens or The Miz. Uh, Not Kevin Owens. Of course, you have, you have Finn Balor in there and Braun Strowman in there. 
None it's of hard guys. to go against Strowman, but you would think that they're going to save Strowman. You know, they've got to eliminate him somehow. You, know, you have one member of New Day. You have Rusev. You have Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode ain't winning this. And Samoa no. Joe. Hey, I man, think he's I'm gonna, one of the favorites as well. I'm going to put mine down on Samoa Joe. Good Joe, pick. Joe. Joe. Good Joe. pick. All right, Dustin, got to let you go. We will uh, talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Kevin. All right. I guess Dustin Five Star. Follow him at Dustin Star there. On Twitter, I got to tell you before we take a break, though, coming up our next uh, event. So we had an unbelievable pre-party before SmackDown Live. It was great to see everybody out there. Our next show event will be the wrestling trivia event for June. It is the wrestling trivia version of Money in the Bank. It's coming up on Thursday, June 28th. So it's a week from this Thursday. We'll be at Memphis Maid's Tap Room in Cooper Young. They got a food truck out there. Uh, You can order pizza from next door. They got delicious brews uh, brewed right there in the same building that the trivia will take place in. It is the uh, wrestling trivia. We call it the house money in the bank because the winner will get a briefcase full of house cash, and you'll get a contract that he or she can cash in for a trivia championship match at any time. We'll have prizes for best wrestler name, best entrance, and if you come dressed up, best ring attire, and much more. Go to CerritoTrivia.com for more information. Find Cerrito Trivia on Facebook as well to RSVP. You do not want to miss House Money in the Bank. It is our next pro wrestling trivia event. Free to attend. Totally free to attend. And, and even if you don't think you can win, you can still should just come out and uh, watch. It's totally free to watch as well, and you can uh, be a part of the action around other like-minded wrestling fans here in the Mid-South. And you can chant, boo, cheer, and just enjoy the show. House Money in the Bank coming up June 28th. That's a Thursday, 8 p.m. bell time. We'll be right back previewing Money in the Bank here on Sarita Live on Sports Entertainment 56 at 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. The Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour every week is brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I met every Tuesday night hosting trivia, not only... Is the rec room a great place to play current and classic video games on the giant 20-foot screens? Uh, you can also watch all the WWE and UFC pay-per-views on those giant 20-foot screens. And now you can watch real-life professional wrestling on the first and third Friday of every single month. It is wrestling at the rec room. Real Memphis wrestling. $5 gets you in the door. It's all ages. Um show and they they wave their their typical they have that uh usually it's 18 and up to get into the rec room but on on wrestling nights you can get in there uh if all ages are welcome as long as if you're under 21 though you've got to be 
with a parent or guardian. So if you're under 21, you got to be with a parent or guardian, but all ages are welcome. $5 gets you in. It's right off of Sam Cooper Boulevard, 3000 Broad Avenue. That's 3000 Broad Avenue. RecRoomMemphis.com. Check it out. If you've not been to Rec Room, my goodness, it's one of the uh, the coolest places uh, in Memphis. Recently uh, written about in the uh, New York Times, I believe. Uh, RecRoomMemphis.com. Don't miss real Memphis wrestling at the Rec Room every month. So Money in the Bank is tomorrow. A great place to go watch Money in the Bank would be at the Rec Room. Anytime a WWE pay-per-view is on the horizon, we're joined by former WWE creative team member Andrew Goldstein to preview the event, and he joins us now. What's up, Ainge Gold? Kevin, how are you? Good to uh, good to check in. I feel like it's been a little, it's been a while. It has been uh, quite a long while. Big break between these uh, events since Backlash was the last one, and it seemed like six, maybe six or seven weeks, I guess. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like they, they, they've taken a second to breathe since since the last time we we spoke we last time we spoke we didn't even know bobby lashley had sisters the last time we talked this is true wow <laughs> what a story that's been <laughs> captivating a nation everybody's talking about bobby lashley's sisters and and the obstacle courses and oh my goodness what a feud that's happening all right we're not we're not gonna spend much time talking about the bottom part of the card but what do you do? You have any thoughts about CM Punk and what's going to happen with CM Punk? Because that is really the big wrestling story of, of the past week. He lost again in UFC and and after winning his lawsuit last week. Well, I think we finally learned what the CM means. Can't MMA. <laughs> uh, and now I think he's all in. I think we'll see him at uh, all in. Maybe not in a wrestling capacity, but I'm I, I would bet money that he shows up uh, and makes his presence felt at. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, and the Bucks event all in. Yeah, all in event happening. Is it? I think it's Labor Day weekend, right? Uh, yeah, I think he dips a toe back in wrestling and uh, tries to see if he can reignite that that flame. I hope so. The time would be to do it would be now. So hopefully he he does it because he is he's getting older. He is getting older. Uh, all right. So also announced this morning. Did you see this? There's going to be another big overseas show with WWE. They're doing a WWE Super Showdown in Australia at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, the MCG. Uh, it's going to be another network special overseas, similar to the Greatest Royal Rumble, and will feature The Undertaker versus Triple H in their last ever match. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, the big Saudi Arabia show, we saw Cena and Triple H. This time we're going to get to see Undertaker Triple H again, you know. Uh, matching these guys up. Uh, if you're a fan, it's the last time you get to see these guys. But to me, the whole card rests on if Outback Jack will show up or not. <laughs> but uh, no, I think the, this is a cool model that they're starting. Obviously, the ones in the Middle East come with a lot of political intrigue and, and you know, um, social issues attached to it with the, the participation of the, the women's division. But in Australia, there are none of those... Um, there are none of those caveats, and so I think they could put together a monster, monster card. And, uh, you know, people outside of the U.S. are are just, you know, frothing at the mouth for WWE content. So I think it'll be – I think it's a cool model going forward, these big mega shows. Yeah, I, I think so too. And and uh, now that we know what to expect going in, we know it's not going – not much storyline development and – and there's because the expectations for greatest Royal Rumble, especially with the name Royal Rumble attached to it, uh, made it where there was, there was some letdown for sure uh, on that event. But this one's got its own name and and uh, women will be able to wrestle, I'm assuming, at this show. So that. Uh, yeah, it'll be cool. And 
I would say, you know, I think, you know, they're taking more time in between pay-per-views now, so maybe those gap those gap weeks will be filled with these giant international mega shows, you know, maybe four times a year. And that, that's that's a pretty cool, sort of different look than a, than a traditional storyline-based pay-per-view. All right, do you want to go ahead and predict that Roman Reigns will beat Brock Lesnar at this show? Because that's what everybody thought would happen <laughs> at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and it didn't. I don't know. I don't know, but that's, I think, you know, it's, we're getting we're seeing Brock even less than we have in the last few years, which is barely at all. So it's it's getting to a point of almost ridiculous. I cannot. I don't know. I think they've ruined the Universal Championship. I I yeah. there's no reason to care about that title. Uh, it's been defended ten times, I think, since Brock had it. Uh, according to an internet meme that I saw, so I haven't double checked that. And. Uh, like it just hasn't mean anything. Though the original champion got hurt and had to forfeit the title, the next champion won only because Triple H interfered for a reason we don't know. And then old Goldberg won it for a second. Now Brock's been the champion. That's your your title history. And Brock has not defended it. It's never on the show. Like this, yeah, it, it's it's not San Martino, Backlund, Sheik, Hogan. Uh, you know, it's the the, the lineage is is not very um, prestigious right now, and. You know, I, look, I'm, I'm all for old school, you know, keeping the title off TV the way Hogan, you know, only wrestled on special occasions, only showed up on TV on special occasions. But this is really getting out of hand. We we just, there's no presence of Brock Lesnar. You don't feel him on the shows. That he, He's not cutting, you know, roll-in promos. He he just has no presence, and he's the champion uh, for the A show, supposedly. So at some point, they really need to make a change here. And, and Paul Heyman's not that expensive. They could have him doing something, uh, at, at least, if, if Brock's going to be the champion. All right, we're talking with, with Andrew Goldstein. You can follow him at Ainge Gold on Twitter. He used to work for WWE. Now he's got a show at Complex. He's working on behind the scenes, and he's the co-host of Sorry I've Been So Busy, the podcast, which you need to subscribe to. Uh, perfect listening for during the week. Okay, let's get into this Money in the Bank pay-per-view. The three big matches on the card, there's really four if you count the WWE Championship match, but you have Ronda, what are you putting on last? What are you putting on last if you were running the if you were running the show? Uh, it's it it's a great question. I, I you know, I I would say I it's Money in the Bank, the name of the pay-per-view, you think the men's Money in the Bank or the women's Money in the Bank match would go on last. But the cool thing about those matches is you want the person to have the briefcase to, to uh, you know, have, add that intrigue to one final match. Right. Is somebody going to, you know, cash in at the end of the show? So with that said, I think it might be AJ Nakamura last man standing. But Ronda's this big star, so... yeah. You know what? I take that back because the last man standing is not the kind of match you can kind of you you can really end a show on. I think it might it could be Ronda and and Nia Jax. So we have uh, Ronda the big the big four matches you mentioned AJ versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which is assuming going to be the blow off of this feud. And do you think Shinsuke Nakamura is going to finally become WWE champion? I think this is where you do it. He's you know everything's been shenanigans up until this point. We've built to this. This stipulation, last man standing, I think some uh, sort of combination of, of uh, the, the dastardly things that Nakamura has been doing to win matches or get an advantage uh, the last few months, I think some version of that will take place and AJ will not be able to answer the 10 count. I think the title will go on Nakamura and, uh, you know, free up AJ for a little. He's, he's hurting. He, he's pretty injured. He hasn't wrestled in a minute. Um, I think this is where you put the title on Nakamura and see what a heel, you know, 
Shinsuke can do with it, um, getting you closer to SummerSlam. Yeah, I did not think he was ready to be champion at Mania, but I think now as a heel uh, and what he's been doing, I think he could be a very, very fascinating champion on the SmackDown Live brand. And, and seeing him live this past uh, Tuesday, he's fantastic uh, live. All right, so we've got uh, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Uh, is is the big mainstream match because Ronda's getting this title shot all of a sudden. Um, where are they going with this? Are you predicting a possible Ronda win and then uh, Natalia gets the briefcase? So many people are talking about that rumor that Natalia is going to turn on her and cash it in same night or sometime later on this summer. Yeah, I think this is all about that sports center highlight. I think Vince sees who's the biggest, baddest person they can have Ronda get her first win on. Nia Jax fits that bill. They put the title on Nia. They had the uh, confrontation on the red carpet at the upfronts. And here we go. We're off to the races. I think uh, Ronda Rousey will win. You get that sports center moment. Ronda Rousey won her first match. She won the title. But there could be a cash-in. So she walks out of the pay-per-view, not with the title. You know, that hurts thing the is- headlines, though. I mean, I do think that hurts your, your Ronda headlines. I don't like it. They did it with Roman Reigns when he finally won the WWE Championship. And he got cashed in the same yeah. night. I don't really like your first win getting ruined by a, a cash-in because then you've, what I li- you've accomplished what the I like accomplishment. It, yeah. What I like about it is, for, from a storyline perspective, you get the first win and the first loss out of the way. So you don't have that, that sort of chain yeah. around your ankle, you know, that, that weight around your ankle pulling you down like, oh, she can't lose because she's undefeated. Or why you're going to beat her in her first ever match, you know, those sort of things that the Internet fans get so... So um <laughs> upset about. So I think you can knock both of those out in one night. That's just one way of looking at it. Or they just have Rousey win clean and go, and hold the title. And whoever wins the, the money in the bank, we would think it would be Nat- Natalia. You have sort of a turn there. Uh, that would be cool. No, this this Ronda Rousey-Nia Jax match just has, proves once again, the same time last year, I, I was screaming about this on the radio as well, that they have poor planning. Like, if they knew this was happening at WrestleMania, like last year, they if they knew that they were going to put the title on Jinder Mahal, then he should have won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Like, and now at WrestleMania, like, shouldn't Alexa Bliss be the one that is going against Ronda Rousey? It, but you're saying just because Nia Jax is big, that that's what yeah. that makes this work more? But, like, it, this, this feud would have made more sense if it was Alexa Bliss is still the champion and being the smart aleck that she is. And uh, the heel that she is going against Ronda Rousey more so than Nia Jack, who, who's been on Nia Jax and her anti-bullying campaign. Hundred percent, I don't disagree. But I also know, sort of, you know, knowing no inside knowledge, but having been there, right. I, I know how Vince thinks. And you want that big, that that David versus Goliath sort of thing. And uh, I could just hear Vince pitching that in the room. We're going to go with Nia. We're going to put the title on Nia, and and, Ra- and Ronda's going to beat this this mastodon. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to look, yeah, it's going to, it will definitely be a good highlight for, for Sports Center. Absolutely. I cannot argue with that. Is there another scenario? Is there, can you see another woman winning the match besides uh, Natalia? Um, you know, look, the, the, the briefcase always works with heels. And so I think any of the, uh, any of the heels, it, you know, it works with. But I, I would like to see Sasha get it. I think Sasha could, you know, really look cool with it and use it in, in in a pretty cool way that they've kind of put her on the back burner a little bit. But um I'd like to see it go to, I'd like Sasha to get a big win here. I'd like I don't that. think Charlotte needs I don't think Charlotte needs it. And you know, everybody else is sort of second banana. Uh, uh no, I think uh Becky Becky Lynch could use it. She's just been 
uh, doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, Lana She's would, the ultimate baby face, right, though. It's like, true. You, there's it would so make sense. Little, few storyline ways of using the briefcase with a baby face like uh, Becky Lynch. No, Lana could win, and Rusev, and we get Mr. and Mrs. Money in, in the bank. That's possible. Uh, Naomi, I don't see her winning. She won the first uh, uh, fabulous Moolah, sensational Sherry uh, Battle Royal WrestleMania. Um, but if she did win it, she could put her cricket phones in there. She made a big appearance in Memphis here at the Cricket Wireless Store. Uh, there you go. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, so the the big match uh, with the the men, we don't know which New Day member is going to be in. Which one do you think it's going to be? I think it's Big E. Big e. I, I, I think so. in the next year we're going to see a big, uh, pardon the pun, big, big E push here. And he's also on SmackDown with Big Cass, so a Big E versus Big Cass uh, feud could be in the making. Battle of the Bigs. Battle of the Bigs. Uh, Braun Strowman doesn't need the briefcase. You're saying he needed heel. Finn Balor can't do his signature maneuver going to the ring uh, with his arms, uh, his arm gesture. So that kind of knocks him out. So Bobby Roode would make no sense uh, whatsoever. Well, yeah. And so that I really leaves four, those top four to contenders. Bobby, that, yeah. He would be like my optimal pick because I just love Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's a, he's positioned as a babyface right now. Like you said, it makes no sense. He can't do the uh, glorious thing very well with it in his hand either. And that's exactly. the biggest I, part of his so, game. Yes, you've laid it out perfectly. So then you, you, you look at the heels. I don't think Kevin needs, I don't think Kevin Owens needs it. And uh, that, you know, that just leaves you with the obvious answer, which is Samoa Joe. Joe, Joe, who we're about to be joined with on this show here in just a moment. Uh, but Samoa Joe, yeah, I think Samoa Joe's a, a good choice. He lost to Rusev on SmackDown. You have Rusev and Lana. The, I, the idea they both could win is still an idea, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I also think Miz is good, right? He'd be the first two-time winner. Yeah. And give him something since he doesn't have his intercontinental championship right now, and it's on a yeah. completely different show. I think the smart money is on Joe or the Miz. Uh, obviously, we know what the Miz can do with the briefcase, but I just think it'd be so cool to see Joe with the briefcase teasing cash-ins every week. You know, he shows up in different people's storylines. That's sort of been his thing since right. he's been in WWE. He puts it. He he. You know he he um, sticks his nose in other people's business, and I think that's that's sort of. The un, that that's fundamentally what the, uh, the the briefcase is all about. So I think it goes perfectly with Joe with the, with the way he carries himself. I'd love to see it happen, but um, you know the Miz is the best heel in the business right now, and so I, I can't you know you've got to consider him as a winner. So I think even money fifty fifty Miz or Samoa Joe take uh, take down that briefcase. All right, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Miz. Uh, good pick with you for Samoa Joe because that will lead right into our interview with Samoa Joe. Andrew, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will talk to you before the next pay per view, which hell, I don't, I think it's Extreme Rules. I'm not sure on what's going to be in July, but we'll find out and uh, we'll book you before it. So my pleasure. Thanks, Kev. All right, thank you. That's Andrew Goldstein at Ainge Gold on Twitter. As I mentioned uh, earlier this week before SmackDown Live, Dustin and I were able to catch up with WWE superstar Samoa Joe. WWE returns to Memphis tonight for SmackDown Live at FedEx Forum. Making his return to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour right now is Samoa Joe. Joe, good to talk to you again. Great to be here, Joe. How y'all doing? Pretty good. Kevin, you got to do Joe, 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 <laughs> Joe, Joe when Joe comes on, man. All right. My, my apologies. Joe, you're back in Memphis. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, you actually have to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to continue this interview. I told you. Joe, 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 <laughs> Joe, Joe. <laughs> 
All right, Joe. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. So you got a, you're in the money in the bank match this coming Sunday, and we'll talk about that. You've been just all over the place since you came back to WWE the day after WrestleMania. Of course, this is your second year uh, in up on the main roster. Unfortunately, it's the second year you had to miss WrestleMania. How disappointing was it uh, to you that you had to miss WrestleMania for the second year in a row? Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you always want to be in there swinging in the big game, but I think it's more disappointing for the fans. And uh, you know, I, you know, I, I got to admit, uh, though I did want to interject myself at times. Uh, you know, sometimes that discretion is a better part of valor, so I saved it for the next. Time. Did did you when you found out you were going to return the day after Mania? Was it were you kind of like, hey, I could be Braun's partner, or I could be in that Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Unfortunately, uh, my ego is far too big to ever uh, ever bank. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, listen, we all, uh, you know, Braun's not the smartest, uh, he's not the brightest light in, in, in the parade, but, you know, uh, uh, I'm just I'm just not a very charitable guy, and I, I wouldn't lend my, uh, my, my strength to him. Uh, you know, obviously, if I'm ever going to be at WrestleMania, uh, it'll be by myself in, in a featured spot, and I, I'm not good at sharing that spotlight, especially with not big dumb gorillas like him. Right. WrestleMania 35 is not that far away there in New York City. So we're talking with Samoa Joe. The, that post-mania chaos, you, you were just, you were in the center of the post-mania chaos, really. Because the day after WrestleMania, you, you get called up. You're on the Raw after WrestleMania, which is a bucket list thing to do anyway to make a return there and in a high-profile spot. But then all of a sudden, you're on SmackDown Live the next day, and then you're feuding with everybody on every show. That uh, Did you know when you, when you debuted on Raw that you were going to be on SmackDown, and that was just a one time thing uh, before the superstar shakeup? Uh, no, uh, you know, superstar shakeup is just that, and trust me, uh, you know, I wish we, they gave us a little bit of heads up, but uh, they don't, and, uh, you know, it just kind of made for an interesting environment. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's good to be in demand, and it's good to have the GMs fighting over you, but at the same time, you know, it, it, uh, it makes for uh, some, 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 some strange circumstances that, you know what, uh, you can't pick one person to fight, you might as well try to fight everybody, and uh, kind of always been my mantra, it definitely was uh, when I came back. Well, since returning to the WWE on that Raw after WrestleMania, you have literally pretty much proven that you're one of the baddest dudes on the planet, man. You're beating up guys like Ambrose. You're beating up guys like Reigns. You're beating up guys like AJ. And I have to throw my partner under the bus just a little bit here. His favorite wrestler is making his return. Well, one of your favorite wrestlers is making his return to SmackDown tonight in Memphis, and that's Daniel Bryan. And, man, you guys have uh, have been going at it here lately. What What's on st- in store for SmackDown and also looking ahead at Money in the Bank? What's going on with you and Daniel Bryan, man? Well, you know, Daniel Bryan, obviously, you know, he was making his bid to uh, win Money in the Bank and, uh, you know, be qualify and, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, uh, recapture that, that, that fire, that dream of his of being WWE champion. Unfortunately, I'm here now, so that uh, possibility becomes very, very slight for him. Uh, you know, hey, wonderful comeback story. I mean, hey, everybody has a tear in their eye. Hey, Daniel Bryan's back. Unfortunately, uh, you know, he's back at the time in WWE when I'm here. And, uh, you know, any time that me and Daniel Bryan have been in a company together, he's found himself a little less successful because, uh, you know, there's just better competition in town. And, uh, you know, hey, he's making his big return here tonight to Memphis, and, and I'm sure all the fans will be happy with it. Hopefully, it doesn't get in my way because you know, I'd hate to have to uh, you know, beat him unmercifully, especially in front of your partner. And, uh, <laughs> I'm under the bus as far as I'm concerned. You can back the bus over and hit him once again because uh, he's definitely rooting for the wrong people. Yes, yes, that's what I've been telling him this whole time, and I know that you. Now, at first, I want to say something that I usually probably am not allowed to say. 
But here lately on WWE programming, we've been hearing the initials TNA, especially on the WWE Network. I know that uh, Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson are going to cover AJ's career in TNA. I know we'll see probably a ton of highlights of you. Man, is there any talk backstage about the mentions of TNA or seeing some of those old epic battles that you guys had back in the day, especially guys like you and AJ Styles? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we, 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 a lot of us, including myself, a lot of superstars lately, we've made our bones in other companies, uh, you know, TNA, New Japan, uh, ROH, I mean, all these companies all over the world. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not lost on fans. I mean, obviously, this is a much more connected world than it's ever been. So, you know, they've followed us, our careers over there, and they've followed us here to WWE. Um, and, I mean, for us, I mean, uh, to, to, to say that, do we talk about it? I mean... Honestly, we don't much because, you know, we've been guys who, you know, made our bones throughout several companies throughout the industry, and, uh, you know, now we find all of ourselves here at WWE, which is no surprise, because, you know, at the end of the day, cream rises to the top, and, uh, you know, despite whatever misgivings in the past we might have been, um, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, any of us didn't expect to be here and didn't expect to be in WWE at this time. And, if you, of course, if you are victorious on Sunday in the Money in the Bank ladder match, it would set up a potential... Uh, matchup between you and your old rival AJ Styles. I know fans would would love to see that. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're talking with uh, Samoa Joe here in advance of SmackDown tonight in Memphis and of course Money in the Bank this Sunday on the WWE Network which you get free if you subscribe, right? If you subscribe to the WWE Network, you do get uh, your first month free, so that would include the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So, uh, if we were talking to you in the fall of 2019, we'll, we would be talking to you on a Friday night because SmackDown is moving to Friday. What do the, the the boys in the locker room think about uh, the move to Friday night and the shifting of the schedule? I think uh, there's definitely an air of excitement. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the TV deal on the cusp of being finalized and, uh, you know, moving to a new network, being on prime time on network television, I think uh, you, you got a lot of guys who are just really amped up and, and, and ready to, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of explode onto the scene there. And, um, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of anticipation. And, uh, you know, I know I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how much SmackDown will change and, and uh, you know, uh, how, how things will kind of ramp out when we start on Friday night. Right. And we have another superstar shakeup happening before uh, the show goes live on Fox. How did you find out? Did everybody just find out the same way that, that the rest of the country found out, which was uh, via the Hollywood Reporter or ESPN? Uh, yeah. Pretty much, and I mean that's the kind of standard fare. I mean, obviously, anytime uh, major companies are doing TV negotiations, they like to keep it under wraps as much as possible. But somebody always talks, and uh, you know, Variety or the Hollywood Reporter usually gets a, gets a tab on it. So yeah, we uh, we found out with the rest of the world. All right, we're talking with Samoa Samoa Joe. Now, you guys have, have been in the Memphis area for the past couple of days. How does this? When you guys come around here, you're in, in Tupelo and Jonesboro. I believe you were in Jonesboro last night. Is that where you guys were wrestling? Yeah, we're just down the road about an hour and a half, and. Uh, we were in Jonesboro last night and, uh, you know, around the greater Memphis area for, for, for most of this week. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we always have a good time when we come down here, man. Uh, get some good barbecue, listen to some good music. And, uh, you know, today we're, uh, we're here at the Grizzly Gaming Facility. It's gaming in. So we're, we're nice. Yeah, Grizz Gaming. Have you seen the, uh, the wrestling ring set up inside that studio? Oh, they're very serious about it. We're, we're giving pointers to guys, trying to get their intimidation game up. <laughs> it didn't go too well. Uh, they are really terrible at looking scary, but uh, they're, they're really great players. So well, it may, maybe they're just a little bit scared of Samoa Joe. That could be the case as well. Uh, I do have that, that, that fear-inducing type of uh, aura about me. And I understand that. The basket in my presence is, is terrifying. <laughs> 
you guys, uh, you, were, you were in Jonesboro last night for, for a house show or, or a live event, rather, and uh, now you're at, and going to be in Memphis tonight. So you, you're, do, you, do you guys all stay in Memphis when you're doing this territory, when you're doing the Tupelo show, when you're doing the Jonesboro show, you're just uh, staying at a hotel in the Memphis area? I, I try to, you know, because, uh, you, know, uh, you know, all these other cities are god-awful. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do my best to stay in the greater Memphis metropolitan area, you know, we just get a what? decent chance. We have, we have to let you go so we know you have a busy day today, but I, I do have to ask you if you have talked to Rusev, because Rusev apparently had an issue. Oh, come on. He had an I'm... issue at, at, at one of his hotels. He, he says that he, he thinks a housekeeper stole Lana's camera and some cash from him at the at a hotel in Memphis. Have you talked to Rusev about this? I think it's really unfortunate that happened to Rusev. And uh, the funny thing is, I was just outside the hotel earlier and got a great deal on a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I mean, just really, really sort of thing. So I think it's really good that you know I, I I bought back this camera on the street. Maybe maybe his wife's interested in seeing it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. It must be bad luck for Rusev, especially for it to happen on Rusev Day, right? Yeah. So 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 sad. I mean, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all the days of the year to steal from dude on Rusev Day. Oh, so unfortunate. Samoa Joe, thank you so much. You've been very kind uh, this morning, giving us some of your time. We'll see you tonight at FedEx Forum. Yes, you will, gentlemen. Talk to you later. All right, there you go. There you have it. Samoa Joe. All right, that is our show. We're going to thank everybody for listening today. We will be back next week talking wrestling on the radio at 11. Until then, we'll talk to you later, low budgets. Sports Talk, Sports 56, WHBQ Memphis, and WPGFLP Memphis, Flynn Broadcasting Stations. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spend quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com.